I never considered anything else than like making my own way. Again, loneliness. Okay, <laughs> am I a freak? Like, what's wrong with me that I would want to do it this way? Hello, my sweet friend, and welcome back to Shamelessly Ambitious. This is the unofficial official first episode back um, and a little bit of an unexpected treat and thing that I wanted to do before getting into the, the nitty gritty, the like real lessons and real strong conversations. This is the episode where I wanted to kind of do a little get to know me, <laughs> a little get to know me because at the end of the day, when I tune into a podcast, I really want to feel like I know the person. And the more I was thinking about that, the more it felt really, really important that I started this new era of the Shamelessly Ambitious podcast by having you get to know me a little bit more. Now, you may already know, obviously, my name is Ash McDonald. (laughs) You may already know that I am a mom of three. You may already know that I'm married. You may already know that I am a holistic business coach, but once upon a time, I was a therapist. You may know some of these things, but I just want to dive in a little bit deeper. And I want to share a little bit more about my soul and my essence and why I do the things that I do. And yes, of course, my three beautiful children, almost nine years old, I can't even believe it, six and four, they... um. They are my whole world through and through. Without a shadow of a doubt, I do so much of what I do for them. But the truth is, I was born with a desire for more. And I'm willing to bet that if you're listening to this podcast, you can really relate to this. (laughs) Okay. And I think sometimes it takes a little bit of ego swallowing to ultimately admit, like, I always felt like I was meant to be a bigger deal. I'm just going to say it. I always kind of had this like, I'm meant to do real incredible shit. Like whether it's being famous, albeit I didn't really have any of the skill sets (laughs) required for what I would like to be famous for, right? Like some sort of sport or singing or acting like really probably don't ask me to do any of these things, right? Let's be honest. But I just knew that life was going to be big. And I even know now that I'm only getting started. Like I am only getting started and I've already blown my fucking mind. And I hope, I hope that you have the ability to see that in yourself as well, wherever you are. Because the truth is, even when I was just a couple years ago, I thought the same thing, like, holy crap, where I am now, this is insanity. This is insanity, right? And it is that belief that like undying, I know that I'm meant to do really big things, to have a lot of success. And I'll just say it, like to be really fucking rich and be able to give a lot and to live an extravagant life. Like I just always knew. And I'll be honest, it has made life, I guess this is slightly an assumption, but I feel like it has made life more of a roller coaster sometimes because when things were not that, when I was not rolling in it or having great success, or even when I am not having things work out really, really well, it's harder for me to reconcile because I just don't buy it. <laughs> like, I don't buy it. And I think there's like, there's the good and the, and the not so good of this, right? Like the really good of it is like, clearly, I'm just wildly confident that like, life is only going to get better and better and better. And I'm fucking here for it. You know what I mean? But on the other side of things, is this like shock when it doesn't go well, you know, like, no, 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 things are going to be incredible. You know what I mean? And I think the other thing and the strong, strong reason behind why I do what I do, and more particularly why I wanted to bring this podcast to life is understanding that when you 
are that kind of person, when you are that kind of person that just feels it in your soul, that you are made for so much more, it can be incredibly lonely. It can be incredibly lonely. And not because living or existing or believing in any other way is is wrong, but because it's kind of rare to believe that you're made for more. And then you get into the world of entrepreneurship and you're ultimately surrounded by people who have a very similar belief. You don't know them. You're just witnessing them, right? You're just witnessing them and they have this really, really big belief and that starts to feel a little bit better. But for the most part, all the people that you grew up with and people that you're surrounded by that you do love so dearly, right? Maybe are a little triggered by you. Maybe you're a little triggered by them. Maybe you're kind of confused. Like I get confused. To be honest with you, I get confused when somebody is at a job that they hate and they're just going to stay there. I get incredibly confused when somebody is just fine with... I, I'm so cautious right now because I don't want to offend anybody. And that's so funny because that's not usually my nature. But it, it, in the same token, it really is because at the end of the day, I'm always a therapist. I'm always a therapist first. So I'm always thinking about how my words and my actions impact others. And I say this because sometimes it's my kryptonite. Like sometimes it's my kryptonite. And also, I don't understand when people are just okay settling. I've never been able to understand it. When somebody wants to complain to me that, oh, this thing is really, really shitty in my life and I really hate it, like to me, logically, I'm like, then change it. Then do something different, right? Like when we decided to go and live as digital nomads because we felt bored in our life, like so many people were triggered by this and not because there's anything wrong with them or there's anything wrong with me, but because it's so far-fetched for so many people to just do what you want, to just go after your dreams, to just be unrelenting in your pursuit of whatever it is that you feel is for you. It's actually not that common. And it can start to feel like it's so, so common. And then you come back into your normal everyday life around your people that you love and have, have grown up with or, or spent you know so much time with. And you look around and you start to feel like you're standing alone in a crowded room. And I felt that for a long time, to be honest with you. Like, I have been an entrepreneur now for, I don't even know, I'd really have to do the math, (laughs) over 10 years, okay? So my journey started, um, so I went to grad school. I went to college first, obviously, went to college. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology. And I went from that into my master's program, actually started with a master's in sociology. And I think I was I was kind of thinking I'm going to go the route of becoming a teacher. I did some teaching in um, undergrad as a teaching assistant. And I loved it. I loved teaching college age, not nothing younger, <laughs> college age. Okay, I loved teaching. So I went to school to to become a sociologist and a, a sociology teacher, if you will. I liked psychology, but I really loved the study of people and how people impact others more. That's the concept behind psychology is a little bit more of the individual aspect of our beliefs and our experiences and our brain and all that kind of stuff. And sociology is a little bit more focused on the the I want to say the art, <laughs> the art of people, like how we impact one another, how we're impacted by one another. It's like ethnic studies and sexual studies. I mean, there, there's so much in it. It's really, really fascinating. It's fascinating. And I've always really believed that we are so deeply impacted by those that we surround ourselves by. 
And others are impacted by us, of course, right? So it's a really cool concept. Anyhow, in undergrad, I met this woman that uh, became a mentor to me. She was a teacher and a therapist. So a couple days a week, she taught. And a couple days a week, she was a therapist. And she was a mom of four. And I'd always wanted to be a mom. And so when she expressed to me her schedule, and and it's so funny when you look back on this stuff, but literally, she's just like, I... I come into class and I teach a couple classes these two days a week. And then I have a couple private clients these other weeks and I have a private practice, but I'm home for all the stuff that matters for my kids. And something like triggered in me. I'd always known that I wanted to be bigger, that there was something more for me. And to be honest with you, my family, my personal family, my extended family, there's not a lot that have gone to college. Um, in fact, I was one of the firsts. Um, and especially within my immediate family, have gone to college, let alone grad school. And so that was my first like, I'm just going to do this different. I'm going to I'm gonna see what happens, you know? And so I found the thing I wanted to do, went into sociology studies, met this incredible mentor who had this beautiful life that just looked like, ah, oh, she's got success. She's got money. She's got family. She's got boundaries. She's teaching, but she's also a therapist. And that's cool. So then I decided to also get a master's in counseling psychology. And woof, that was one of the hardest periods of my life. In hindsight, not. (laughs) But at the time, yes. (laughs) At the time, it was really hard. Um, It was a very intensive master's program. It was not your typical two-year program. It took, I want to say it was at least three years that that program took. And that's because there was all the education components, but it was also a practicum and an internship. And and great, because obviously, I personally believe that if you're going to be a therapist, like, you really got to know what the fuck you're doing. You know, it's a big deal. And so I did all that. I loved it and also struggled. I was recently sharing inside of my mastermind that um, (laughs) one of the scariest parts of my life was when I went into practicum and I literally had to be behind a glass mirror doing um, my first ever therapy sessions with like my colleagues and my professors all watching me and then calling me on this phone and saying like, you fucked up. That was really bad (laughs) or something along the lines. And it was so terrifying, so terrifying, but also of course, hindsight set me up for so much. And so I loved it. I loved it. And within that program, I just knew like, I don't know, maybe one day I'll circle back around to teaching, but like, I love being a therapist. This is the coolest thing ever, right? The coolest thing ever. And even inside that program, I never once considered community mental health. I never once considered a typical job. Everybody was talking about the jobs they were going to get outside of school. And I'm like, I'm already looking for office space. I'm opening up a private practice. And I remember that teachers, professors were like, that's not a good idea out the gate. That's not something you want to do. And to me, it was like, I never considered anything else than like making my own way. Again, loneliness. Like, okay, (laughs) am I a freak? Like, what's wrong with me that I would want to do it this way? But I, I, pushed through. And then I was in that um, for about uh, almost two years. And I got pregnant and I had a maternity leave. And that was really tough because it was all overhead. You know, I had all these costs, all these expenses. I obviously couldn't see clients. So that was really tough as well. And I went back after maternity leave for only a short couple of months before I realized like, this is just not sustainable. Like I want to be with my son. And I think a lot of women experience this, like I want to be with my kid. And so I did what seemed like the right next step, which was to get a job in community mental health where I didn't have to do the marketing. I didn't have to find the clients and personal behind the scenes. At this time, my husband was also still trying to figure out what he wanted to do and wanted to go to school to become a personal trainer. 
And yeah, I needed to be the income provider. And so that's what I decided to do. And it was probably only a few months. <laughs> it was actually only a few months that I was doing that before um, I replaced my full-time income with network marketing. So somebody approached me when I was in, I think the beginning stages of private practice about a nutrition company. And I was really, really into nutrition for a while. And so this seemed like a really good fit. And I was doing it hand in hand. Then I went to community mental health. And as soon as I stepped foot into that role in general, I was like, no, (laughs) nope, I need to get out of this. This is not good. And so again, there's so many people around me telling me that's crazy. Don't do that. It was not nearly um, the same as it is now. This was a long time ago. I mean, my son's turning nine and he was a brand new baby. So nine years ago and yeah, placed my full-time income and I was in network marketing. And that was an incredible journey. To be honest with you, it was incredible. I was making more money than I ever made as a therapist. I was enjoying myself. I was being seen, honestly, like people were seeing me and like seeing my success and seeing, I felt like for the first time ever, like I'm not the only person who thinks I can do more and be more if I'm being really honest. And it's kind of hard to admit. And I loved it. And It also put a wedge in a lot of relationships because a lot of people had very differing opinions on what I should and should not be doing, especially after I just spent a hundred grand on education, you know? So that was tough and also incredible. And at some point I decided I'm going to switch companies. (laughs) I'm giving you like bare bones a little bit here, but ultimately there was another network marketing company that was presented to me. And the possibility was just so much greater than what I could have where I was. And it seemed like a no brainer. Again, where most people would just be super, super set and super comfortable where they are and would never consider this. In fact, many of the people I've worked with in both companies are still there and they're happy with it. And that's totally fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. But again, I've always felt like this like oddball with like, well, there's an option to do more, to make more, to be more, to experience more. Obviously, I'm going to take it like obviously, right? So I jumped, lost a lot of friendships in that process because of people's opinions and what they thought I should have done and how I should have acted and what I, you know, who I should be ultimately. And that was really tough as well. And in that particular network marketing company, I was in for a little over two years only, pretty short and sweet. And the whole time, to be honest with you, because of how rejected I felt from the first company, I was very closed off, very high walls, just really nervous to like get hurt again. And so I just, I, it wasn't the same. I had a great deal of success, mostly because I had no choice. I had to replace that full-time income that the first company provided um, with the second. And so I fucking hustled my ass off and I made it happen. And eventually I had this moment of, I, I, I want to go back to my roots, to who I am, to obviously I've been utilizing these features of myself as a therapist and as a teacher and as a leader in all of these businesses. But I want to I want to build my own. I want my own company. <laughs> and again, I just felt so lonely as I expressed what it was that I was doing and what I was after. People looked at me like I had a hundred heads, <laughs> you know, like, okay, okay, Ashley, you know what I mean? Like, even if they'd seen me do some pretty cool shit before, it just always kind of felt like I stood out like a sore thumb. And I say this because there's been this overarching theme of loneliness. And the only times when I haven't felt that is when I surround myself with people who can truly understand the internal drive to make life bigger, not just for ourselves, but for others, right? And there has been times, honestly, again, 
total transparency. There has been times when I'm like, couldn't I just like be content at a job and just make some fucking money and be fine? Like, why do I always want more? Why do I always want to go further? Why do I always want to jump ship? And you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. And of course, human design helped a lot with this because as I learned about being a manifesting generator, and even back when I learned about my Enneagram, I'm a three wing four, there was a lot of permission slips. There was a lot of goodness in that, but it was ultimately surrounding myself with people who got it, right? And podcasts were a big impact of that. Listening to podcasts became a reprieve for me to feel like I belonged, I would listen to other women who did just unexplainable things in their business and I would be in awe. And it was a big reason why I went after my dreams. And then it still is something that I tap into quite frequently to be surrounded and to hear other stories and to get ideas and inspiration and strategy. And, you know, obviously I'm taking full advantage of it in all those ways, but mostly to not feel alone. And that's why I created Shamelessly Ambitious. Because I wanted to create a movement where women could be shamelessly ambitious, where you could know in your soul of souls that you were made for so much more and you could go after it shamelessly, (laughs) right? And so this podcast is, yes, a place where I want to help you build wealth without sacrifice. It's a place where I want to give you the high level strategies and energetics that are going to support you in getting there quicker and more seamlessly. And it's also, and sometimes most importantly, the real behind the scenes, the unfiltered view of what it looks like for me to chase my dreams and sometimes fall and get back up and be willing to fight for what I believe in and who I want to impact and to do so with three children that I'm raising and a husband that I adore and life that is curveball after curveball after curveball. (laughs) This is a podcast where we get to have the business school, but we also get to have the therapy because I think it's really important that we have those kind of conversations. And it's also where we get to have the juicy girl talk because, ah, is that not the greatest of life's medicines? So I love you. And I, I just, kind of felt the call to share a little a little of the story as to why this this place in particular shamelessly ambitious holds such a very beautiful part of my heart and um it's because i know what it's like to feel alone and i want to create a space where you can feel held and seen and loved and like all of your crazy ambitions and desires are so fucking normal <laughs> and right and I love it. So, and I love you. So thank you for being here. Thank you always, always, always for being here and for listening to a little bit more of my heart and why I do what I do and a little bit of my crazy manigen journey that got me here as a holistic business coach. And who knows where I'll go next? Who knows? I love what I'm doing. I love being a coach. I love being a mentor. In fact, I love who I am. And that took a lot of freaking work. I'll tell you what, it took a lot of work. And I'm also wildly open and always entertaining the idea of more, of what's next, whether it's a completely massive pivot or it's just an added income stream or it's jetting off across the country with my children and my husband, no matter what it is, I'm wildly open to it. And I hope that you are too. So I hope you stick around. I hope you'll tune in two episodes a week, always here 
always supporting you and ensuring that you never, ever have to feel alone.